Hello, my beautiful friends. Welcome to Spiritual Conversation, honest and joyful explorations of ideas to help us align with our true spiritual purpose and live our best lives. I am your host, Jacqueline Clare, Mermaid of the Airwaves, here to take your hand and go on some deep dives together. Today I wanted to share a little bit of my learnings from observing the Baha'i Daylight Fast. I'm in the middle of it right now. So for 19 days, there is no eating or drinking so long as the sun is up. So if you are between certain ages and your health is good and you observe this, most people get up early before the sun and say prayers and drink water and have coffee and have food and all of that. And then when the sun is up, abstain until the sun goes down in the evenings. And this is a time of spiritual recuperation. It is said that fasting is the cause of wakefulness and mindfulness, that it helps us spiritually And there are many stories in spiritual and religious traditions of manifestations of God or saints or just enlightened philosophers fasting to help facilitate this process. And that's awfully funny, you know, because sometimes the the physical strain of fasting, not so much that it's like hard, but more so that it is distracting, you know, to feel sort of cotton mouth or lightheaded or just mushy brain or irritable or whatever it is, like, it does not always go along with feeling heightened spirituality. But from the Baha'i perspective, regardless of, of how much we're trudging through, this is a time of intensified blessings. And it is said that every hour is endowed with a special virtue and you know hopefully we can access what that virtue is but one of the aspects that I find the most interesting and I don't know if this is a byproduct or part of the purpose of the fast is that when I'm not distracted by eating and drinking when I don't have that outlet that distraction, that pleasure, you know, I have to face what's going on in my mind and inside of me. And for example, like there's no glass of water to cool irritation, something that simple. You realize when you're fasting, those little instincts like, oh gosh, I really want a little piece of sugar right now because you know, I feel my temper rising, or I'm getting frustrated with this project that I'm working on the computer, and I really want to get up and have a glass of water just to distract myself. Um, Things like that, like those little instincts. And there's nothing wrong with those. When the fast is over, we can go back to them. But it's a time to be able to observe what goes on inside of us. And I think most particularly, the selfishness that arises, the antagonism that arises, the judgment, the irritability, and there's nowhere to hide. That's really the key here. There is 
nowhere to hide because you've got hours and hours until the sun goes down. You're fasting for the love of God. So then it's a reminder that like God is watching and the reason why you feel cotton mouth is because you're fasting for God, you know, and like, so it kind of is like a humbling, like, oh yeah, you know, someone's watching and, and this is supposed to be a blessed and spiritual time. And uh, I just think it's really wonderful, you know, like this opportunity, it's really hard, you know, and it's very humbling, but this opportunity to like see our habits and I, that's certainly what I've been experiencing and it's really, really good. So I just wanted to share that. This is a more off the cuff podcast than I usually do, but I imagine my audience, you know, are interested in spirituality and the spiritual path and maybe you've even fasted before for different reasons and I'm sure many people who are Baha'is listen to the podcast so I just wanted like a little personal reflection and I wanted to leave you with the poem by Rumi. I read this last year on the podcast as well and you know it's like leave it to Rumi to say it so beautifully and just the way it is. So here we go, my friends. There's a hidden sweetness in the stomach's emptiness. We are lutes, no more, no less. If the sound box is stuffed full of anything, no music. If the brain and belly are burning clean with fasting, Every moment a new song comes out of the fire. The fog clears and a new energy makes you run up the steps in front of you. Be emptier and cry like reed instruments cry. Emptier, write secrets with the reed pen. When you're full of food and drink, Satan sits where your spirit should, an ugly metal statue in place of the Kaaba. When you fast, good habits gather like friends who want to help. Fasting is Solomon's ring. Don't give it to some illusion and lose your power. But even if you have, if you've lost all will and control, they come back when you fast. Like soldiers appearing out of the ground, pennants flying above them. A table descends to your tent. Jesus's table. Expect to see it when you fast. This table spread with other food better than the broth of cabbages. Isn't that fabulous, you guys? There are two parts of that poem that are particularly resonant for me, and maybe you'll relate to this or be intrigued by it the new energy that makes you run up the steps in front of you. I have noticed that the fast is a great way to recognize our limits. Like sometimes all you can manage to do that afternoon is fast and you're forced to just go lay down and take a nap, you know, and it's this humbling honor and recognition of our limits. And then sometimes you find that you have this energy that is not coming from calories or adequate sleep. 
and you have this new energy that makes you run up the steps in front of you. And it's quite beautiful and amazing to be like, this is God. This is just, you know, pure energy, not, not a caloric energy, you know? And then that last line about Jesus' table descending and that it is far better than the broth of cabbages. And of course, I don't know Rumi's feelings about cabbages, but that doesn't usually sound like, you know, a super enthused yum-yum for most people. And I think he's being funny there, at least that's how I understand it, because when you're just hungry, when you're just in that sort of desert landscape of hunger and your body just wishes it could eat anything and then you realize you're fasting and you're fasting for a spiritual purpose it's like what would I eat anyway you know like what could I possibly eat that would be better than this experience of observing the fast for the love of God the broth of cabbages you know like some super thin meat burger from a fast food place like what would be yummier than this observation that isn't really for very long it's only 19 days if it's if it's the Baha'i fast um and lastly on that poem the idea of expecting the spiritual assistance expecting these good habits to come like friends who are there to help us and to get us back on track. So wherever you are in your life, whether you're fasting or not, whatever your spiritual path, I send you lots of love and blessing for the spiritual forces that surround you, helping you always to correct and be on the best path. And until next time, I wish you the best for playing your unique part in making this world a better place. Catch you next time. Thanks so much for taking that deep dive with me on observations about fasting. I want to invite you, there's still time, to sign up for 19 days of inspiration. So this coincides with the Baha'i Fast. It's daily art and devotional emails to help feed our souls during these days. So if you would like to hop on in, we're right in the middle of it, you can find the link in the show notes to join 19 Days of Inspiration. If you would like to become a sponsor of this podcast, you can do so through Patreon, where you can also make the most of the Patreon Art Classroom, where I share secret family art recipes, and lots of good stuff is coming in the spring as far as the class room so do check that out and of course my website jacquelineclairart.com for spiritual realism fine art 